Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever edition of a podcast called Cubs Corner. I'm the host, Anthony Pasquale, and this is our first rendition, of course, like we mentioned. We're just going to talk a little bit about how the Cubs went silent at the winter meetings and what to expect this offseason going into spring training and the 2019 season of Major League Baseball. Once again, like I just mentioned, I'm your host, Anthony Pasquale. I am a freshman at the University of Illinois, just kind of getting started into this broadcast journalism business. I'm a diehard Cubs fan, and I've been following them all the way out. Uh, just want to start by saying, no, I was not at the winter meetings, but for those of you who have followed the Cubs, know that it did not really seem like they were there either. No free agent signings or acquisitions along with trades done by Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer at the meetings. Of course, they were in Vegas, Bryce Harper's hometown, his Little League best friend Chris Bryant, also from Las Vegas, and the Cubs were unable to get anything done. Of course, they're coming off a season where they won 95 games. They dropped two on the back end of the season, one to the Milwaukee Brewers and one to the Colorado Rockies to lose the division and then in the wild card in the first round of the 2018 playoffs. They come into 2019, a lot of question marks, a lot to hope for. We'll talk about that and more next on Cubs Corner. And we're back here on Cubs Corner. Once again, my name is Anthony Pasquale, and we are going over everything there is to know about the Chicago Cubs coming off of a quiet winter meetings heading into this next season. And one thing I want to talk about is typically Theo Epstein likes to wait right around Christmas for his free agent signings. Remember, John Lester heading into the 2015 year, and then Hayward heading into the 2016 year, both came right around Christmas. Now there's another thing I want to add about Theo Epstein that I've pretty much picked up as a trend throughout his time with the Chicago Cubs is he's been a lot more successful with trades than he has free agent signings. Let's take the probably most popular eight free agent signings he has acquired. I think four of them have been good, and four of them have wildly underachieved, three of them being acquired last year. You Darvish, Tyler Chatwood, and Brandon Morrow both, or excuse me, all three of them were a little bit underperformers, especially Darvish and Chatwood for that matter, last season. Then I would say Jason Hayward has also underperformed in his time with the Chicago Cubs. And if it wasn't for that rain delay speech that he gave in the 2016 Game 7 of the World Series, I don't know how the Cubs fans would feel about Jason Hayward up to this day. And then there have been four really good ones, in my opinion, from Theo Epstein. Ben Zobrist was the signing right before the 2016 year, came in in the same class as Hayward, stole the show all year, won a World Series MVP, and that's one of those signings you're never going to forget. Then you look at Lester, who has, is still an ace for this ball club and has been ever since he stepped foot on the Wrigley Field mound, with the exception of Jake Arrieta's stellar years as well. David Ross... He's one heck of a leader, and he was in that spot the second they signed him and stayed in that all the way until he retired. Cubs are actually looking for him to keep up his role with the team as they're considering him for a bench coach job as Brandon Hyde went to the Baltimore Orioles to manage. And then Wade Davis, another great signing, led, almost led the league in saves the year he was with the Cubs. Unfortunately, they were not able to retain him in free agency and they let him walk, but think about those free agent signings. Some of them good, some of them haven't been so good, and 
Obviously, Hayward and Darvish, they could still perform and turn out better than they have been in their first years or two. But acquisitions through trade is where Theo Epstein makes his bread and butter. Think about it. Anthony Rizzo, a guy acquired from the Padres, who has been absolutely incredible, incredible for this Cubs franchise. He's been the guy that you think of the Cubs, you think of Anthony Rizzo. Then this past season, Cole Hamels was acquired at the deadline and pitched like an ace down the stretch. Think about a couple years back before they got super good. They made a trade to the Baltimore Orioles, and they got Jake Arrieta and Pedro Strope, two no-names back then who have turned into household names in Chicago and in the world. Jake Arrieta won a Cy Young World Series. Pedro Strope's been a solid reliever out of the bullpen ever since he's came to Chicago. And then you talk about the Ryan Dempster trade way back when they acquired Kyle Hendricks, and he, <clears throat> he's been one heck of a pitcher as well. Almost won a Cy Young, and he's been in the question a couple years after that, so he's been a great trade acquir acquiree, you could say, from Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer. So you might be wondering, what, what are you making of all this? Why am I just spewing this information about people that are on the team or have just left? And I'll tell you this, you go into the winter meetings and you want that big name. You want Bryce Harper. You want Manny Machado. You want to see them in cubby blue pinstripes come April. But unfortunately, the money is just not there to do that. Granted, I'm never going to count out Jed and Theo because they are outstanding at what they do. But it just doesn't seem like the Cubs have the money or the assets to do that. And if they do need to, they're going to have to make a trade or two. So that brings me to this, and all I want you guys to know is have faith in Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer because they are phenomenal at working trades. They know a diamond in the rough when they see one. Jake Arrieta is a prime example. Anthony Rizzo as well turned into stars ever since they got traded to the Cubs. Now when you think about that, I want you to think of a couple of people that you might trade. Now, I know a lot of people want to trade Kyle Schwarber because he necessarily hasn't performed as well as we might have thought. Heck, he's hit over 25 homers in two straight years. Granted, the average hasn't been that good, but he's not somebody that's completely out. He could still have a good year or so. But his stock isn't the highest as it could be, and the Cubs have said that they're not necessarily looking to trade Schwarber. But let's say they did. Schwarber, an Ohio native, you look at the Cincinnati Reds, they're also shopping a couple players. I would try to put a package together, maybe a prospect in Kyle Schwarber, and send him to the Reds for Scooter Jeanette. Now, in Scooter Jeanette, you're getting a second baseman that can play the position a lot better than Daniel Murphy, but he can hit just as good. He's been an absolute machine for the Reds the last couple of years and would fit well at Wrigley Field, I think and come a little bit cheaper than having to go out and sign somebody like DJ LeMahieu or Jed Lowry, Jonathan Scope, whoever it may be. Now that's a move I wouldn't mind the Cubs making, but necessarily I don't think they will because Kyle Schwarber isn't going to be traded. But maybe throw Ian Happ over to the Reds, or Mike Montgomery. Or maybe the back end of Jose Quintana's deal. Maybe the Reds will look at that. They're looking to acquire some pitching. We're looking for a second baseman. Maybe a move like that would be a good one to see Scooter Jeanette come over to the north side. We'll talk about some more moves, maybe some free agent signings, and expectations for the 2019 season next on Cubs Corner.
And ladies and gentlemen, we are back at Cubs Corner. I'm your host, Anthony Pasquale, and we're going to keep talking about potential free agent signings or trades that the Cubs will look to do. Now, I know all of you are like myself and thinking, I really want the Cubs to go out and get Bryce Harper. Get a bat that can impact the order just by looking at him. But I'm going to tell you something. The Cubs have those guys. They do. They might not have seemed like it last year, but trust me, they do. Anthony Rizzo is one heck of a hitter. Chris Bryant won an MVP for crying out loud. Javier Baez came second in the voting and is the most exciting player in baseball to watch. I'm telling you, these players are legit. They're real, and in 2019, they're going to have great seasons. I promise you that. But that just wasn't the case in 2018. Granted, Javi Baez had an outstanding year, but Anthony Rizzo kind of started off slow, didn't necessarily get it going until a little bit later in the season. Chris Bryant battled shoulder problems all year. So that leaves you thinking, we need to go out and get a bat. Well, think about it. Last year, the Brewers did it. They got Christian Yelich, they got Lorenzo Cain, and a ton of production from Jesus Aguilar. The Cardinals watched the Milwaukee Brewers pass them up in the division, and they watched the Cubs dominate the division for three years now. What do they do? They go out and sign the best first baseman in the MLB, Paul Goldschmidt. Meanwhile, the Reds and the Pirates are both going after some pitchers, and you come out of the winter meetings, and you're Theo Epstein, and you're Jed Hoyer, and you're the Chicago Cubs, and you don't get anybody. Maybe the budget problems are such a big deal that they can't even sign a relief pitcher without moving some payroll. Or maybe they've got a grand scheme that none of us know, but all of us will be happy about. Well, we'll see. But here's one thing I want to say. Theo Epstein and Jen Hoyer know what they're doing. They've ran a team for a long time now. The Cubs, they're working on their 7th or 8th year. Theo won a World Series in Boston, also won one here. But here's the thing. He's a winning guy. He's not going to sit around and watch a team float away their success, float away, out the window, that window being their World Series window. He's not going to do that. This team, come March, will be an improved ball club. Whether that be from inside, Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras, Albert Amora finally get it going, or maybe it'll be from outside. Let's say it is from outside. Who are some more people that the Cubs can go after? Well, they're going to look for a catcher. Whether that come from a cheap trade or a free, free agent acquisition, they're not going to break the bank, but they're going to look for a guy that can back up Wilson Contreras and maybe teach him some stuff along the way. Kind of play the same David Ross role that we talked about earlier. Now, they wanted Brian McCann, but he already signed with the Braves. Now, who would you look for, if you're the Cubs, for a catcher? Do you look for Russell Martin, the guy that the Chicago Cubs went after when they signed David Ross? Who knows? But don't count out the Cubs to get a catcher. I guarantee you they will get a catcher because they don't think Wilson, or excuse me, Victor Caratini is the guy. Now, another position they are going to look to bolster is middle infield. Whether it's second base or shortstop, they're going to go out and sign somebody because I don't think Addison Russell is the guy for the future. Maybe he's a guy that you can get some solid trade appeal in, but I don't think he's going to be wearing a Cubs uniform for much longer. 
Now here's some second basemen that are available in the 2018-2019 free agent class. Now you got DJ LeMahieu in the Cubs system before. He's a really good player, won a batting title. He's the type of guy that I could see the Cubs going after. But as we said, he played really well, so he might come at a little bit more expense than some of these other guys. You look at Daniel Murphy, you look at a guy with a great bat that wore a Cubs uniform just a year ago. I think he might be a little bit too tough for the team to re-sign, as he knows he still has a couple years in his prime left. Think about a guy like Jed Lowry. Came up in Jed and Theo's system, and he's one of those guys that could fit Joe Madden's mold pretty well. Maybe Jed Lowry will be in Cubby, Cubby Blue Pinstripes come March. Who knows? You look around, you also see Neil Walker, Ian Kinsler, who just won a World Series, Cesar Hernandez that might be on the way out, then Daniel Descalso from the Arizona Diamondbacks. A lot of, lot of good second basemen that could pay dividends for the Cubs. And there are a couple more moves that I think the Cubs should make. Maybe go after an outfielder, somebody that can have some platoon playing time, but also provide some of that veteran leadership like we talked about. Maybe a guy like Adam Jones played for the Baltimore Orioles. See, I wanted them to go out and get a guy like Andrew McCutcheon. But he signed with the Philadelphia Phillies and made some good money at that. But I thought Andrew McCutcheon is a guy that still had some star power left in his system, but also could provide some great defense and some good leadership. So we'll see where the Cubs go on that. And we'll see where this show takes us in a couple of minutes. We'll be back in a sec on Cubs Corner. Hello and welcome back to the Cubs Corner podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Pasquale, and we're going to keep rolling, talking about the Chicago Cubs and just some expectations going forward. Now, I feel like the Cubs fan base is 50-50 right now. 50% of the people thinking, we just won 95 freaking games. What could we possibly need to improve on so drastically? And then I think the other 50% of the Cubs fan base is saying, everybody around us is getting better. We had a disappointing end of the season. What can we do to put us back over the top? Well, I think both answers kind of start with the same essential motive. You got to look from within. Got to get production out of your star catcher, Wilson Contreras. Your former MVP, Chris Bryant, has to get back to form. Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez need to produce the same way they did a year ago. Albert Amora needs to be a stud. He's a phenomenal center fielder, and he had some great spurts with the bat last year, but it kind of fell off the whole second half. Get him back into form and all those other pieces like I mentioned, and this team looks like a championship contender without a doubt. Maybe throw in some acquisitions from Theo Epstein that we may not have talked about, but the other aspect that they're going to try to go out and improve on is the relief pitching. Now, I don't think they have the money in store to give a contract to a guy like Craig Kimbrell or a closer like that, but I'm sure that they'll find a couple of relievers that can eat up some innings and get some outs come March and April. Now, you look inside this Cubs team and you see a lot of guys that you think can be stars. For the Cubs to compete in 2019, these guys have to be stars. Now, I don't doubt Chris Bryant for a second. He is going to be an MVP candidate, guaranteed. Rizzo, he's a star no matter which way you look at it. Same with Javi Baez. So much potential from those guys. You don't need to worry about them. Here's what I think. 
I think Jason Hayward needs to have the year of his life or he won't be in a Cubs uniform much longer. And unfortunately, I don't know if Ben Zobrist is going to be wearing the Cubs uniform come this season. He's a very, very good atmosphere, very good guy to have in your atmosphere in the clubhouse. I think he could get moved to a team like Kansas City, where he did play and win a World Series. Maybe get moved to a team like the Reds to try to get a guy like Scooter Jeanette or Whit Merrifield to come over to the Cubs. A move with Ben Zobrist, although a lot of Cubs fans would hate it, might be beneficial long term. Because he's got a, a contract that is eating up money in our payroll, but another team would be willing to pay it. You look at a guy like Jason Hayward who has underperformed for three years, I don't see many teams willing to pay that contract for a guy that can only play defense. But as his stock rises, Cubs could get some big acquisitions in a trade and have some money to go out and sign a guy like Bryce Harper or Arenado next winter. So we'll see where that goes, and we'll see where Bryce Harper goes. Like I said, the Cubs were quiet in the winter meetings, but not all of Chicago was. The Chicago White Sox were making headline after headline leaving the winter meetings in Las Vegas as the favorites to land Bryce Harper. Now, if I'm a selfish Cubs fan, I'm thinking, if we don't get him, I sure as heck don't want the Sox to get him. But if you're thinking as a logical Cubs fan, Bryce Harper outside of the National League is a good thing. Whether he return to the Nationals, go to the Phillies, go to the Braves, or even the Dodgers, that turns those teams into the favorites to win the whole National League instantly. That's the kind of player Bryce Harper is. So if you trade him to a team that lost over 100 games a year ago, knowing it's not going to come back to bite you this season, I'm not opposed to that. And for the Chicago White Sox, a team in a big market like Chicago, to finally get good again, that's great for the city. And I, I truly believe Harper to the White Sox would not be a bad thing for the Cubs. But if Harper goes to the Cardinals, the Dodgers, Cubs should worry. The Cubs have to make some more moves. And when you look at it, the Chicago Cubs have been getting outspended by just about everybody in their division and in the National League. The Braves added Josh Donaldson. The Phillies traded for Gene Segura. And they acquired Andrew McCutcheon. The Dodgers' names are in just about every new, every new rumor out there. So the Chicago Cubs have their work cut out for them. Like I said, it's going to start from within the clubhouse, but there's definitely room to improve. Maybe grab a relief pitcher somewhere, free up some payroll with a trade, or maybe trade a guy that has some potential like Ian Happ or Kyle Schwarber, and come into this 2019 season ready to make a run. Let me tell you something. Joe Madden is a phenomenal manager. No matter what pieces you put in front of him, he's going to orchestrate a great season. Think about it. In four years with the Chicago Cubs, he's won 97 games, 103 games, 92 games, and 95 games. Now, four years averaging 97 wins, and you're trying to kick this guy out of office? Get out of town. He is the best manager the Chicago Cubs have ever seen, and he deserves to be on that top step for many years. He's the guy that won us a World Series for the first time in 108 years, for crying out loud. He's the guy. I truly believe that, and I truly believe Joe Madden has the roster. Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer will assemble it to perfection to give the Cubs a run at the 2019 World Series. 
That's all the time we have for today here on Cubs Corner. My name is Anthony Pasquale, and join us next time. Go Cubs!